Hey there, welcome to my Camino on a Treadmill. This is uh, my day 43, and we're following BK Lee on his final stint of his day nine. So hang in there, we're gonna be an hour and 15 minutes. Hope to keep you entertained. We're gonna be taking off, flying up to 10,000 feet, flying northwest over blah, 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 Alaska, etc. Jerry Seinfeld fans will get the reference. He's sitting in the back gun as long as it takes me to where it says on the ticket. I'm cool. Just moving the mic. Okay. So anyway, uh, let's get the headphones on. And let's get our brightness up so I can actually see what's going on. So we are, let's see, on our way to... Granon, I can't pronounce it, from Azofra, okay. On this particular day, I walked 45 kilometers. Uh, he's walking about, I don't know, 25 or something. So, the question everybody's asking, do I meet Giulia from Roma? Stay tuned. You gotta watch till the end of the whole Camino to find out. So there, it'll be worth it. Anyway, um, bu -bu -bum. where was I? Nothing planned for today. I stopped going off notes. I ran out of notes. So what's left? Here's a woman coming out of a, you know, a backyard or something with carrying a shopping bag. And we're walking up a street. We are overtaking. God is so quiet. So many quiet places. I keep saying maybe it's siesta. Can't be all the time, but it mm, could be now, I suppose. Anyway. So I've been talking about the deer hunter and flea bag. I watched another Decalogue film last night. Decalogue 9. Trying to remember what happened in it. One more to go. Definitely Decalogue 1 is my favourite. By far. Um, last night was about a man and a woman and he's sterile and she's having an affair. And uh, yeah, I'd need to watch it again to figure it out. Kieslowski is always interesting though. So we're passing by police cars. I'm sure BK is getting nervous. There's probably an APB out on them. Okay. Something came into my mind today or last night. Oh, by the way, I actually started my day 43 last night. Let's get my speed up here. 4.8 kilometers an hour. I started day 43 last night and did about 15 minutes and I realized I hadn't been recording. Just checking I'm recording now. That old chestnut is bound to happen at some stage. I think I had I started, then stopped, then changed some, something technical. I forgot to hit record. It was a really bad start. I was like running on empty, I had nothing to say. So when I realized, and it was late-ish at night, 
When I realised I wasn't recording, I just uh, quit. I said, damn it. Down to 4.6 kilometres. I, I can't walk at 4.8, I'll talk. So here comes a gentleman walking towards us with a limp. His face is blurred out by the technology. Amazing what you can do nowadays. Um, so, yeah, I had very little to say last night. I was contemplating... Sorry. Moving the mic again. Okay, that's better. I was contemplating quitting the whole thing, considering nobody would really notice, but... You know, it's good for getting fit. It's a good sort of experiment. Yeah, a friend of mine was giving me loads of advice for what to do and saying to edit it and everything. I'm like, no. I told you, look, it's just, it is what it is. I might edit later. It's stream of consciousness. Uh, I really wasn't looking for advice. It's different if I send out a draft of my novel to beta readers, but this is, you know, where you want advice and honest feedback. But I don't mind the honest feedback, but suggestions. I'm, I'm saying like, no, no, it's not that. I'm not doing this. Oh, yeah, but what about this? What about that? Like, yeah. No. Um, I will, I may edit it at a later stage. And I certainly will look at the transcripts with a view towards making a book. Beyond that, it's an experiment. And I don't have time. I can't, already I'm finding it hard to fit this in around my day job and my book. But I think it's worth sticking with, at the very least, there's an incentive to do it because I'm making a podcast and I've paid for upload space. And on top of that, the bonus is it'll <coughs> help me get fit, fitter. So, but I was thinking about freight trains of all things. What made me think about that? Was it something in the Kieślowski film? Oh no, it was... Um, the book I'm reading by Karlov Knauskur, My Struggle, book two, Man in Love. BK is holding his phone out and tapping it. Presume trying to get a fix on where we are. There's no um, direct sunlight. I can't tell what direction we're going at the moment. At this stage, the sun should be to our left but kind of coming around in front to some degree although I don't think the video covers his old walk anyway but in the book Karlov there was some description of a freight train and it just reminded me of the first time I saw an American freight train like in Ireland I've seen ones I grew up near a railway line and <clears throat> you would see some commuter trains and freight trains but nothing um, nothing like the ones in America especially in well I'm thinking the south I'm thinking the two biggest freight trains I saw were in Georgia and when Camino Arizona does Arizona qualify as the south I presume it does is it below the 
Mason Dixon line. I used to call it the Mason Dixie line. Sounds better. Getting mixed up with Dixieland. So this place is a little run down, Santo Domingo de la Calzada. But we're heading out of town towards Granul. And uh, the first time I saw an American freight train was in or near LaGrange, Georgia. I tell you, the time I spent in LaGrange, Georgia, three months, there is a whole book in that itself, if I were to spill the beans. I did mention the car chase, I think. That's only half the story. <laughs> Enough said. So, um, I remember just coming to a level crossing and then a train, freight train comes by going slow. And I couldn't believe how long it took. It just, I'd never seen anything like that before. In my memory, it was like um, two miles long. But in reality, I mean, I feel like it must have been at least a mile. Really, it was, wow. And to see that up close and moving slowly, it just gives you a sense of such a different scale in America than here. And the way that affects your thinking. Like, that was actually my first time in the States. And uh, in a way, in my head, I had imagined the states like counties in Ireland, even though the states have their own counties. I was in Troop County. My buddy was held in Troop County Jail. Now, hold on a second. We've walked this before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I walked it yesterday for 13 minutes and then it's all lost in time. It was probably my best broadcast yet, but the world will never get to hear it. So, um, anyway, yeah, my buddy, for want of a better word, spent a night in the county jail for speed driving. And, uh, yeah, he managed, well, drink had been consumed as well, but he passed the test somewhere. Anyway. Managed to get the speed he was doing reduced uh, through a connected lawyer. The fact he was white, my the my acquaintance, shall we say. And the lawyer was white and connected. I'm sure it didn't hurt. I'm pretty sure if he was black he'd be dead. That's topical at the moment with George Floyd and the verdict the other night which I think to any reasonable person was the right verdict. Just looking at it through cold scientific eyes, even, you know, which is how a jury are meant to look at things. You just couldn't return any other verdict, I think. Some cases I'd go, well, I mean, you could see the defense trying to create reasonable doubt, but I don't think they succeeded at all. 
Um, anyway, I don't do politics here. So, uh, how did I bring that up? Oh, the car chase in Georgia. But the freight train, there's just something about the length of those American freight trains that really uh, just, if you grow up in Ireland, it's almost hard to comprehend. And then, of course, they have freight trucks, apparently rail trucks or something in Australia. I think they can't stop. If you get in the way, that's it, you're flattened. Is that true? Well, it'll take them a while to stop, I dare say. Um, God, I'm getting hot already with the fan on. So, uh, I'm putting my speed down to 4.5. I'm not feeling 100% tonight for some reason. I doubt I've got COVID because I really don't go anywhere. And uh, my parents have got vaccinated, which is good. The other example of a freight train in America, I was driving through, I'm going to say Arizona, but with the friend. I'm going to say Arizona, but it actually may have been Nevada, Death Valley. Is that Nevada? Or is that more than one state? Uh, is it U it's not Utah. No, Nevada, I think. And I remember seeing... Oh, a, a reminder just popped up on my phone. Their gate play tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be watching an online production from the Gate Theatre. Looking forward to that. Um, who was it? We're overtaking her, Buen Camino. Oh, she's Korean. Okay. We're having a chat. It's good to talk. No one of a certain, no one below a certain age will know that reference. It's good to talk. It's Bob Hoskins doing the BT advertisements. I think he passed away, didn't he? I think he had dementia as well. God, God bless him. Great actor. I'm thinking of him in Neil Jordan's Mona Lisa, amongst other movies. And uh, Neil Jordan was on the Tommy Tiernan show the other night looking spry for 71 and wearing an amazing multicolored shirt. It's like Joseph and his technicolor coat, if you, if you like. Sporting a beard made him look more cuddly, less severe. And some really nice trainers as well. He was looking dapper and not gaudy. If, if you described it to someone, it might sound gaudy, but it was amazing. I mean, I like myself. If I'm on a show, I'd be wearing probably charcoal grey um, bespoke suit. Well, that's because I only have one bespoke suit. But who knows what, what sort of... I like the old crisp white shirt with it. Maybe I'd wear something else. I don't know. That's... Uh, the matter is purely academic at the moment. But it shall be uh, something I'll have to consider in the not-too-distant future, God willing. When my book is a massive hit. It's official. I really don't know the title of the book right now, and that's cool. That's even exciting in a funny sort of way. 
I know a friend was saying, oh, you should stick with one plan when you write a book. But now, first draft, depends how you work, but for many people, the first draft of the plan is loose. I'm certainly glad I didn't nail it down to this rigid idea in my head, mainly because I realized early on the rigid idea. I kind of knew it was going to be hard to write. It ended with them scaling a building the Centrepoint building at the top of Oxford Street in London. And that just wasn't. To write that was hard. I mean, I was going to intersperse with flashbacks or whatever, but it also just started to feel arbitrary. It's like he had a dream where he had to do that. And oh, yeah, I don't know. It's gone in a much more interesting direction now. And it's got a road trip. And it's become a buddy movie with other burnt out casualties of the uh, TV business and seems to be about male singletons and yeah the ex from the past seems to be more important than the current girlfriend it was meant to start and end with the marriage proposal uh, we'll see it's kind of weird uh, yeah I I'm writing it now and I'm like the inciting incident and the climax which are often, if not always, well, often linked, are both slightly up for grabs. But that's okay. It seems to be more about him realizing after he's totally sold, lost his identity working as an editor. And in that sense, has lost his identity as a man in how he interacts with women as well. Yeah, and something goes back to his ex as well, Amy, that gets resolved when he's in Galway. Yeah, some pretty crazy stuff goes down in Galway, but really, at the start, wasn't sure if Galway would even be in it. And I reckon by the end now, there'll be 20,000 words of Galway out of, you know, 80, we'll say. That's just ballpark, looking like that. Interesting. Road trip through Wales. Well, through Ireland, Wales, England. When can we know? Hola. We're overtaken. Pole position. The road trip could be 10,000. Who knows, it could be 20. It's just at the moment. It's all up for grabs. Have a f yeah, the Galway bit could actually come earlier. I don't know, it's like I'm just discovering it now. And it feels good and I'm not actually panicking about the structure. Yeah, I'm quite clear. I actually wrote a chunk of sort of what, a sort of act one. Then I wrote maybe a little bit of act two and then jumped forward to second half of act two. I'm talking in three act structure, I mean, film structure, but even within that, the second act is like two acts, it's split right down the middle, so, so you could call that four act. And then some filmmakers worked in five acts, and Shakespeare, some of his five act? So five act was a thing in the past. Five act, I read a bit about it. You start hitting the ground and then the second act maybe goes back, fills things in or something. I'm, I'm rabbiting on here. I'm 
think, okay, back to the deer hunter. That was made in how many sequences? You've got America, Vietnam, America, Vietnam, America. That's kind of like five sequences or five acts. Um, Scorsese has talked about that before. Kubrick too, I think. Kubrick calls his his um, sequences. What are the non-submersible sequences or something? Okay, really, I'm um, clutching at straws here. I haven't a clue what I'm saying. So if I don't, how are you supposed to? Let's get the fan up here. I'm walking about 20 minutes here. Oh yeah, and I've got more than usual to walk today, but that's okay. 15 minutes extra at the end. No problemo. Ah, then I'll have finished nine days of BK's walk and 43 days of mine. Bloody hell. What did I get myself into? Still, the biggest pain is editing it afterwards. It's not much editing, but it's just getting sync it up, get the start and the end, get the levels right, bring up the levels if there's a bit of talk. That's it, but that's, that's it. Buen Camino. Buen Camino, motherfucker. Oops. I'm just marking them all as explicit, so I might as well swear at least once in each episode. Just working on my bad boy image. Needs a bit of uh, work, apparently. So, nothing like a bit of swearing. Anyone remember the episode of Seinfeld where George starts playing the bad boy to woo... No, it's not Marissa Tomei, that's a different episode. To woo one of Elaine's friends. <laughs> Works for a while. Of course, in the end, he blows it. That was fun. Love that show. I love George, I have to admit. He's a screw-up, but he's the funniest character in it, in my humble opinion. Oh, boy. Yeah, God, I am feeling tired today. Let's just go down to 4.4. I think that's enough for my hard points. I wouldn't want to go any slower, though. So we're overtaking someone else here. Buen Camino. One person in front of us, we're coming to the end of a dirt track and we'll be going left. Hope you're all having a good day out there. And uh, we're still behind this guy. Let's get some water into me here. Oh, I'd like to go at four kilometers an hour, but uh, that won't clock up hard points on my Google Fit on my phone, so I need to get those under my belt. What with today being Wednesday, I hope I get up early and do one tomorrow. I've stopped drinking during weekdays. I wasn't drinking a lot, but drinking more regularly just became a habit. And, you know, I was putting on weight and it was affecting my sleep, so yeah. I think it was, yeah, I've, I've, my sleep is getting better. Oh, I bags under my eyes from sleep. But I need to really cut out coffee. 
I know I always feel better when I do that, but then I, uh, I miss it. I do like my morning coffee. We'll see how it goes. I don't need to become a monk overnight. I always need to feel a little on the edge. Man, I really want to uh, make this book work and, and the one after it and the one after it. I actually think that Cormac, my character, Cormac Murphy, there could be a trilogy. When Camino, this guy turned around and waved at us, that's nice. I have a feeling he's American, just, I don't know why, from his beard or something. Guy in his 60s, maybe, with a gray or white goatee. Sort of, Let's see what he says. And Camino, he didn't say anything. But he waved earlier, so he's a friendly dude. So we shall send him our love, which I hear you saying we would have sent him anyway. Correct, right answer. Well done. Go to the top of the class. You'll go straight into heaven, I dare say. So we'll be hitting two kilometers presently. Now we're near, near enough to that, which is good. And I was talking about... Talking about something important. My book, Cormac Murphy. I could. Well, I had a young adult book that I wrote a chunk of, and I kind of wrote part one a few times. Really realized, God, the first time I wrote it, I wrote more than part one. It was total. I guess it was just an exercise, you know, in getting writing. They say you gotta get a million bad words under your belt. <laughs> God, don't know. Certainly got, certainly did a lot of bad words. I w I'd like to say I've surpassed a million, I've passed a million, but I'm not sure I have. But maybe I got lucky and I'm onto the good words early. Certainly feels that this one's flowing a lot better than before. But uh, yeah, that book, was kind of young adult adventure, speculative fiction, Soviet Union, so sort of period really, yeah, in the 80s. Soviet Union, England, Ireland. I could see that being a trilogy because there's so much in that world and really the first book is only him getting as far as his father in this strange city called Solaris, the Soviet Union. Yeah, I might look at that again, but then I could also see this book, the untitled masterpiece. I could see myself writing Cormac Murphy at different parts in his life. Um, yeah, possibly. We'll see. I'm not tied to that. Um, let's see. Let's get the first one right. Let's get this one right anyway. It's not the kind of book that necessarily lends itself to a trilogy, but I suppose what got me thinking of that was the character from Francois Truffaut's film, uh, Les Quatre Sons Coups, The 400 Blows. What's his name? Antoine. So Truffaut did was it three or five films, at least three, with that character at different stages in his life? And the same actor. So you see him growing up as well. 
and I've seen them, but 400 blows is the one I remember the most. Um, and I sort of was looking for inspiration for my book because I have a vision board and of different... I had an image, first of all, related to my young adult book, Solaris, which was a kind of image of the sun close up, you know, where you can see all the fiery stuff in the sun. Then I replaced that with a really cool picture of the Centre Point building in London, thinking my book was going to centre around that and climb, scaling that building. That's definitely gone from it. But I left the building on my vision board, and then I was looking for something else, and I, I was going to go and buy magazines and look for an image, and then I just have this Truffaut book, Truffaut on Truffaut or Truffaut by Truffaut. Big coffee table book my friend Dennis brought back from Russia. Amazing book. And I went through that and I found a picture of Antoine. He looks amazing in it. The older Antoine. I mean, not a kid, like, but a young adult or whatever. Young man. And took a snapshot of that, printed it out, stuck it on in front of the Centerpoint building. He's kind of the biggest thing on my vision board now, which isn't a bad thing, though, because he's a bit larger than life in how he sees himself, and it's probably the most important thing on my vision board, in a sense. I kind of look at him, and I see me in that picture, you know? And it's not that he exactly looks like that, or I certainly don't, but it's kind of how he imagines himself. So I'm enjoying, yeah, that, and the book seems to be moving more since I did that. Freight Trains and Vision Boards. There you go. That's my title for today, perhaps. Freight Trains and Vision Boards. So, um, get some water here. Been walking half an hour. I've been taking cider vinegar every day recently. I was on about two tablespoons today. I just dropped it to one. It seems enough. And at last, that was actually with just water. It was quite pleasant to drink. So, um, supposed to be good for lots of things. Freight trains and vision boards. So yeah, I suppose because I related him to Antoine, I think there's a stage in the book now, he's lost all his clothes. I just lost his suitcase. He's in Ireland, his friend, his character brings him to a costume lady for works in films and they dress him up and I think that's when he becomes this Antron character. So they kind of, it's inspired by that look. He, of course he likes this character anyway. So, um, so that's a bit of fun. Yeah, he's lost all his baggage the end, which is, of course, metaphorical. Oh, metaphor alert, metaphor alert. Uh, uh, uh. Get out while you can. Stop reading while you can. If you've read that for you, might as well read to the end. Trust me. Trust me. Okay. What's it? A stereotype accent was I slipping into there? You never know. So, BK taking a picture. Or is he checking his GPS? No, he's taking a picture. Still got someone in front of us. Let's hope we can overtake. I'll go up to 4.5, I think. Live dangerously. Live a little. 
So, uh, I guess then thinking of Truffaut got me, and Antoine got me thinking of a trilogy, but I had thought of it before, like his time working as a runner in a post house, post production house in Dublin. I never quite sunk that low in my career, but that could be something. No, probably not. And then the story that continues from the end of this one. Hey, let's figure how this one ends first, right? Uh, actually, I know who he ends up with. Put it that way. Let's leave it at that. Shall we? Going to have to buy it to find out. Just like you're going to have to watch these to the end. I'm going to start putting up a paywall. You're going to have to pay to find out. Do I meet Julia from Roma? Vision boards and freight, freight trains and vision boards. Yeah, that's my title for today. Seriously, because sometimes I don't know what to call them. I don't feel like listening to the whole thing again just to figure it out. So, uh, let's go to 4.6 until we overtake this gentleman. It's going to be a while. I think it's a gentleman. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's a horrible person, not a gentleman at all. But I don't think it's a lady. Okay. We'll overtake, I suspect it, because sets a good pace. I was slow on the Camino, man. Yep. Best thing for me was if I met someone and walked with them who was relatively fast, but not too fast. Yeah. Probably will do it again. I'm going to finish this one and buy myself a new Camino ring to re re replace the one I lost. news today, anyone? Huh? You know, my friend Dara was saying, oh, I should talk to people and everything. I'll tell you what would be interesting, though. No, I had considered doing this on Bandcamp, and then I ruled it out. But if I were to do it on Bandcamp, um, uh, you see, no one would probably listen, but if anyone joined, I could let them join the room and talk to them. But it'd be better if they were on the treadmill too. It would change the whole nature of it and I would get distracted trying to run it though. I see, I'd need a producer to do that and that ain't gonna happen. So anyway, let's go to 4.8 until I overtake. Yes, I know it doesn't actually make me overtake, but psychologically it feels good. Gives me a mission. And I'll be after this, I'll be eating, showering, writing, it never ends. Work is busy enough, that's okay. Oh man, we stopped to take a picture and now we're behind. Not good. Uh, put my incline up to two. That's good enough, sir. I used to run, then I hurt my knees. Then I kind of learned a better way of running, but anytime I started again, I just couldn't. I just I found I was getting tired from doing it instead of feeling better, so. I don't know, I might try it again someday. One good thing about it is just, yeah, really, 
clears the mind. Mind you, walking at this pace now on the incline is good, but it's hard to talk. And we're falling behind, so I'm going to go back down to 4.6. Um, freight trains. Yeah, I remember seeing one in Arizona, though, in the distance, or in Nevada. And seeing it in the distance against the mountain ranges. Um, and knowing how huge and long they are up close gives you a sense of scale. It just looked like a toy train in the distance. You just don't get those wide open landscapes in Ireland like you get in the west of America. And that must affect your thinking. Growing up around that, you must have the sense of opportunities. I mean, I guess in Europe as well. Well, since COVID, it might have changed, but before that, if you... Happened. There was a noise there, and my cat jumped down. Something happened. Did the bell ring? I wonder. I better go out to the front door. No, I won't. Could be it. No, I won't get a delivery at this time. I'm just gonna keep going. So. Let's put my incline down to one. Yeah, the sense of scale, you do not get that in Ireland. But as I said, in Europe, in the Shenzhen area, where you can just drive for a long time, you know, without stopping, or places like Russia too, or North America, places, yeah, just, you don't have that in Ireland. <clears throat> if you grew up now on the Amalfi Coast in Italy, I've been there a couple of times, that area. <coughs> Stayed in a small town called Gerald. I hear we're overtaken finally. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. Come on. Come on. Oh man, this guy's. No, we're overtaken. Hola, buen camino. Yes, we've done it. This is extraordinary. I feel some sort of record has been broken here. Not sure exactly what the record is, but. That's what it feels like to me. And we're in the lead. Incline down to zero. Fan on high. So, uh, down to 4.5 speed up on the Camino. Oh, we're talking. This isn't talking here. No, short conversation. Okay, a short conversation. So, uh, Oh yeah, not doing too bad. Oh, I keep forgetting there's an extra 15 minutes at the end. Oh well. We'll be okay. Freight trains and vision boards. Vision boards and freight trains. So, if I was doing this from scratch again, I think I'd model it or market it as a kind of go, one of those go-to-sleep things. And I just speak slowly throughout the whole thing. And I'm walking along here thinking about a freight train, the first time I saw a freight train in America, in Georgia. It was so long. And it went on 
forever and ever. Now we're hitting hard surface here. You can hear the sticks are getting louder. The sky is blue with a few wispy clouds ahead of us. Dried out sort of shrubbery to our left. And plowed fields. On our right is some trees. Verdant trees. Santiago de Compostela. It's so peaceful. Out here, on our own, on the road, our mind is totally at peace. Thinking of the smooth running of the freight train. as it trundles slowly along, patiently, heading towards our destination. <clears throat> so we're going over a highway, I think. Motorway. Pretty sure we can hear the traffic below us. But we're above it. We're at peace here above it. in front of the other, one stick in front of the other. And I remember this day I walked 45 kilometers. Hard to believe now, but that's what I did. <sighs> this is much more peaceful if I just Think of it like a going to sleep video or something to walk to. Turns out I'm all out of anecdotes and jokes. Who knew? Who knew I had so few of them? And we're stopping, we fade out and we fade up. And now we're somewhere else along the road. doing well. We still have about half an hour to go because of the nature of it. Because this is a longer day than usual. We're going to the end of BK's day nine. But we can do it. Every little helps, as they say. Good. 
as Anthony Hopkins says, I accept everything and I expect nothing. What a great way to live your life. I expect nothing and I accept everything. Such a relief to let go of everything and adopt this attitude in our lives. Everything feels possible, but we grab onto nothing. What a nice way to live our lives. So, today in Galway, Ireland, the weather was quite nice. I wasn't, I was only briefly out in the back garden. I should try and go for a walk outdoors later. <coughs> Technically, I could do some of these outdoors. Oh, it'd be hard to record. Well, no, I could do it. Clip on mic and a Zoom recorder with PK playing in my ears. It'd be strange though, I'd be walking along, talking, people would see me. But not much different to walking and talking on the phone, but I feel I should stick with Camino on a treadmill. And also just looking at where he is the whole time. It is very much like me redoing my Camino. And I feel I'll definitely have earned myself a Camino ring by the end of it. I hope my treadmill lasts long enough. Certainly hope that. But yes, life is good. Life is exceedingly good. When we let it be good. I hesitate to say my life. I'm not sure the attitude of my life is the most helpful. Do we really own this life? that we didn't even choose to have. It's a gift that will be taken from us eventually. I'm not sure if ownership is the healthiest attitude or the most helpful. I see the yellow arrows pointing us so we know we're going the right way. That's good, good to know. And we've stopped. And I'm going to Yeah, why not? Okay. I'm taking a rest. The truck goes by beneath us and we're off again, okay? Okay. Let's go up to 4.4. Oh, I like that little stop. I wish he'd stop more. But right now, I feel patient. Which isn't something I'm known for. But it's a good habit. It's a good habit to try and to cultivate, I think. Just take a water break here.
did the Camino make me more patient? Maybe a little. Is this Camino making me more patient? Maybe a little. We do our best in life. We do our best. But yes, instead of my life, life. Instead of my pain, their pain. I read that in a book called A Year to Live. It makes pain more bearable. Pain is part of life. I did mention about the woman I met who'd lost her two sons who were murdered. I met her on the Camino. I felt like I hugged her and we both shed tears. It was so incredibly moving. And I felt like I was shedding some of her tears for her. Did that make her burden any lighter? I'm, I like to think maybe yes, but I mean, by such a tiny fraction. But if a tiny fraction is all we have to offer, we should still give that. I feel like BK has stopped, like, yeah. Now, so when he looks up, I felt like he wasn't moving as fast as the legs sound, if that makes sense. I think if he was looking down at the ground, if the camera was pointed at the ground, yeah, it would feel faster. But shedding tears for somebody else is a beautiful thing to do if you can do it. And God knows I have trouble accessing tears often, but on that occasion it would be hard not to. I guess I discovered about myself I was able. One thing I discovered on the Camino, I could I could take other people's hardness. I could take it on board without carrying it, if that makes sense. But I could empathize. I guess that's a good gift to have. We all have something to offer to the world. Um, empathy is a good one, I guess. So. Been walking for 50 minutes now. So I've still got about 25, I think. Oh my God, 28. Yeah, but the last couple of minutes will be maps. Uh, I'll probably, no, will I keep talking for the maps? Probably not. Let's see how I feel when I get there. So I guess when I get to an hour, I'll slow down to four, okay. Just check my heart points when I'm at it. Hope you're all doing well out there. So, got a message from my friend Brian. I was saying the numbers are bad in Japan, the COVID numbers. He had lived there for a year and a bit. He said, thank God I don't live there. He's vaccinated now, or at least he got one dose. Um, that's because he was Northern Irish registered, I think, resident before going to Japan. I think that was why. Uh, now I'm looking up my heart points. Uh, I've clocked up 47 today. And I don't know where I stand for the week. 47 movements, 58. 
anyway, doing good, doing good. So, 52 minutes, okay. Get some more water in. Ah, oh, yeah. Life is good. Compared to what, I hear you say. Compared to nothing. I reply. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So, are we coming up to how many kilometers? Coming up to four kilometers presently. And then, actually, at that point, I'm going to go down to four kilometers an hour. So, there, which would be just over 53 minutes. Oh, yeah. Life is good. Yeah, it's strange when the camera is angled upwards, we just feel like we're not moving at all. But that's okay, we're, we're getting there. We'll get you there. <sighs> so, freight trains and vision boards. Oh wait, the camera's gone down again. Okay. <clears throat> That's better. Get a better sense of movement now. Although it's a straight road, so it still feels slowish. And yeah. But we're getting there. Okay. Just hit four kilometers. Why don't we go to four point two kilometers an hour? Start easing down slowly. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about my meal tonight. Nothing fancy. I've got mashed potato with onion and spinach. I'll saute that and have it with baked beans and a fried egg. <laughs> Nothing fancy, but I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, we have an extra long walk today and I appreciate you walking along with me. I don't think I'm going to try this on Bandcamp. As I said, the noise reduction would be a big problem. No, I think I'll just... won't even go there. If I did, anyone who comes into the room, I'd have to kind of invite them on stage, but it would just distract me completely. It is what it is, this band could well become a book afterwards. We're going under a bridge now. He's walking directly under it along the length of it to get the shade, I guess. So, motorway bridge. So, or a... Uh, not a bridge, oh it is I guess, yeah. And now we're back out on the road, the narrow road. Walking parallel to the motorway, which has come level with us, I think. So, BK's panting a bit. But you gotta admire him, he just keeps going. And he don't complain. So that's a good thing. Gratitude. 
I got my walking sticks here. They're just hanging off the hand grips on my treadmill just as a kind of memento. I tried walking with them briefly. It was messy. I, it, I dare say it could result in an accident. So... This is nice. I've got the headphones fully on now, which I don't normally do so, with the noise cancelling, so I'm really just transported into his world, which is just footsteps, sticks, and occasional traffic. Even the traffic sounds soothing sometimes when it passes. So, what else have I... I thought I would talk a lot about freight trains. Definitely, if you're doing something for going to sleep too, you could talk about a freight train that just goes on and on and on and on. The perspective from a level crossing from watching it in a car must be totally different to being on it. You know those films where you see guys you know, sleeping on a freight train. There's a film called Hobo by, wasn't it Shane Marie Doyle? Either? No, it was John T. Davis. Did, I think Shay edited it. He's, they're both Irish. Let's watch that again about a hobo traveling across America on trains, I believe. And you see that in the old movies, don't you? They're jumping on board the freight train something romantic about that, isn't there? Absolutely. So, in two minutes, I'd have been walking for an hour. And then we slow down from 4.2 to 4 kilometers an hour. Hope you're all going to hang in with me till the end. So, it's uh, one of our tougher days, but could be worse. Let's get some water here. Yeah, just as well I'd no beer in the fridge because, you know, when you finish work and the sun's out. Oh, we've stopped, let's stop. When you finish work and the sun is out, it's tempting to crack open a tinny, as they say in Australia. Crack open a tinny. Okay, and we're going to start again. Okay. White van just passed us by, white van guy. So, thought I'd let you know. And uh, yeah, it's just a straight road. A straight road and yellowy grass on each side of us. Straw, grass, hay, what is it? Grass, I guess. All the yellow. And a couple of green trees. Not a lot to report. Blue sky. Actually, no clouds now, just blue sky and a kind of haze in the distance. The blue sky is nearly filling the whole frame, which gives a feeling of freedom. I remember when I studied film in Russia, art history class we went to, she talked about certain, or he, I think it was a famous art history teacher, talked about certain paintings where this show very little sky and it creates a sense of oppression. In this case, it's nearly all sky right now. And it's a sense of freedom, but also very little sense of movement. 
They discussed that in the film The Aviator about Howard Hawks. Scorsese's film, they're shown how. When they filmed the flying scenes, there was no sense of movement because there were no clouds. So movement, perception of movement can be a relative thing. We perceive it relative to other things. No, I'm not going to get into the theory of relativity. Thank you for asking. Might be a little over your head. Of course I understand it. So, E equals MC squared or something like that? A, what, what? Something like, see, here I go. I say I won't do it and then I do. Okay, let's go down to 4K. Okay, we've been walking an hour. Been walking for an hour. So, uh, oh, we've stopped. So, stay stopped for a while there, BK, please. Oh, God, no, okay. And we're off. So, if you're traveling alongside, see, if you have a beam of light, it's moving at the speed of light. But if I were traveling alongside it on another beam and looking at it, it would be uh, not moving at all. Isn't that the gist of it? Does that qualify me to get a scholarship to um, Oxford or something? No? Oh, okay. Worth asking. If you don't ask, you don't get, right? So anyway, blue sky. Ah, blue sky thinking. Yeah. Goodbye, blue sky. Isn't that from the wall by Pink Floyd, is it? Goodbye. I don't know. So, a lot of blue sky. Oh, yeah. I had been chatting to my friend Dara and Anthony about the deer hunter today, about that scene where Christopher Walken and Bob De Niro exchanged glances and the question is, I got the impression that Walken, that his feelings for De Niro were more than just brotherly platonic love. Uh, the others don't agree with me. I'm not sure, but you have just that reaction he gives. Man, love that film though. Yeah, I love it. I should check out a Blu-ray or something if there's lots of special features. I certainly want to get the Criterion Blu-ray of a Decalogue, that's for sure. But I gather on Deer Hunter with Chimino, nobody... I, I think people found him hard to work with. And the scene where De Niro's hanging off the helicopter and falls into the river, that's, that was an accident and he could have died, I think. And also, the scene where... Uh, and, and in that scene, the cameraman, Vil Vilma Zygmunder, sorry, I should know the name by now. Apparently, he nearly died in that scene, too. I'm not really a fan of these filmmakers who nearly killed people during the shooting. Someone did die on a shoot in America on some, I think it was a low-budget film, a camera assistant, and she was out in the railway and they were filming a train. She got stuck and had to jump or something. Like, uh, I think there was a manslaughter case. Uh, I'm not impressed by that. That's just egotism, narcissism. 
like the former Polish leader who insisted the guy land the plane in the dangerous, in dangerous circumstances, which he had done before, and took everyone down with him. That is the height of narcissism. And there's quite a few people, there's a few good few people out there like that in the world, often rise to positions of power, often in the film industry and business amongst others. They say they're technically psychopaths. But in our culture, we lionize people like that a lot. So I don't know. But the Michael character in The Deer Hunter, yeah. I admire that character a lot, really, I have to say. He's the guy you'd want if the shit hit the fan to bail you out. Strong, reliable man. You know, maybe he can't express his feelings too well, but my God, if you're if you're in trouble, that's the guy you want. You don't want the guy who's crying on your shoulder, expressing his feelings. Not in those circumstances. Really made me think about these different models of masculinity. Everyone's down on the type of character like De Niro plays in that, but damn it, we need guys like that. Maybe less and less now, I guess. But I wouldn't want to undersell that type of man either. So anyway, it's nearly all blue sky and we have 13 minutes to go. We can do this. The hardest thing, it's not the walking, it's the talking is the hard bit. But I started off talking about freight trains. It's a lovely image. I like trains, boats, barges. I love that film, Latalant. I've probably talked about it before. Sometimes when I want to sleep, I imagine I'm on the barge in Latalant or on a yacht out in the middle of the ocean. And on the bars, there were little kittens in it. They were so cute. And of course, of course, the filmmaker, the film stars, Dita Parlow, she was a German film star, beautiful. Walking on the deck of the barge in her white wedding dress. Now we're totally blue sky. And Michelle Simon, her husband. Okay. Blue sky, goodbye. Maybe that's not the words of the song at all. Oh, we've stopped. Good. Oh, Got to do this more often. Every time he stops, I stop. Okay, he's moving, but I'm taking a break. Okay. And we're off. Yellow arrow pointing us the right way. Yellow on blue, that's what we like to see. So we should be coming into Gragnon presently. There was somewhere along this route where I had to climb a big hill. It's probably after this. Oh, listen to that bird song, isn't that lovely? It's nothing like bird song. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Ah, yeah. And the sky is so blue, and now there's verdant green trees on the right. And, uh, what's that building? I don't know what it is, but... Beginning to feel hopeful. 
We're coming to the end, we're coming into a town. BK will be able to rest his weary legs. Maybe down a nice cold, ice cold beer. Wash his clothes, hang them out on the line. Have a peregrino meal. And then go to sleep, ready for the next day. Every day is like that on the Camino. And it's okay, it's okay. It's more than okay, it's beautiful. Though I found every morning hard, but the cumulative effect is, I guess, greater than the sum of its parts. Perhaps that's one way of putting it. I was looking at that scene, I sent it to someone, Emma Thompson, in Love Actually. Really not one of my favorite films, but the storyline with her and Alan Rickman is beautiful. And the scene where she thinks he's bought her a necklace for Christmas and she opens a present and it's a Joni Mitchell CD. And then she excuses herself and goes upstairs, cries, dampens her tears, puts on a place on a smile and goes back down because they were going out to a school play. That's so beautiful. Such acting. Really nicely put together, the editing of it. There's just a, a lot of it, it's just a, it's a wide shot of her standing in the bedroom. And then she cries, puts her hand up to stunts, the tears cuts in as the hand goes up to close up on her. And then, um, mainly plays out in that close-up and then back to the wide shot. I think it's not fancy editing. But then the bit where she goes back downstairs and faces them all and puts on her smile, oh my God, it is just stunning. People refer to it as that scene. I used to think it was just me that thought that. But yeah, the film, it has its moments, but yeah, a lot of the storylines really don't work for me at all. Even though you could say its heart is in the right place. Interesting storyline with, oh, what's her name again? She's in, um, she's in, uh, my memory's just gone completely. The one set in, is it Missouri? Oh, Ozark. She's in Ozark. Reddish hair, Jenny. Oh my God. Oh my God. She's a wonderful actor. So she's in Love Actually. Oh, that's a bloody name. Anyway. And that's, and she's got a brother who's in a home. It's quite challenging relationship. It's just showing the different types of love, I guess. But she's missing out on romantic love or, you know, a partner in her life because she gives so much to him. I don't think the film weighs in on which is right or wrong, but... Oh, what's her name? She really is quite wonderful. I can see her there in front of me, but for the life of me, anyway, it doesn't matter. So how are we doing on time? We're coming into Grignon. And for 18. That, uh, oh, seven minutes to go, which kind of is less because there'll be maps. So five minutes-ish, five or six. We can do it. 
da, 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 da. That's the music in that scene. It's a Joni Mitchell song, both sides now. I looked at love. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is breaking, not with emotion, just with, I don't know, something. Maybe with COVID. I hope not. Anyway. Da, 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 da. I looked at love both from both sides now. And she says, I don't know anything at all about love. Oh. Lovely scene, that though. Oh, what a scene. Look it up, Emma Thompson, both sides now. Um, love, actually. I mean, the scene where the guy appears to uh, cure a nightly, I'm forgetting everybody's name, with the post the card saying how he feels about her, that's weird and slightly creepy, I think, but anyway, that's just me. I haven't tried that particular move, maybe I should. <laughs> Could you imagine trying that in real life? I, I don't recommend it. If you don't know the scene, I'm too tired to explain now. He just shows up and uh, has a conversation written out on cards because he doesn't want her husband, his best friend, to hear it. Yeah, you kind of get the impression he fancies her, his best friend, but no, it's her. And it's, I don't know, it's just a weird scene, I think. I mean, romantic comedies or romantic films, some of the stuff they portray as romantic is actually a little stalkerish. But, yeah, I like it good. Oh, I love The Book of One Day by David Nichols. The film, no, not at all. The book, yeah, I love That's romantic, but in a kind of realistic way. And funny too at times. There goes truck laden down with bales of hay. Just thought you'd want to know that. We've arrived in the town of Grignon. The sky is deep blue. Oh, I love that. Oh, that color just makes me feel good. And the sun, now we've turned left, is in front of us, which at this time of day is good. You would not want to be going the other way. would definitely be wrong. So, coming to the end, that feels good. You can hear the sound of life and children playing. That's the sound of joy the world over, isn't that children playing? So of course, sometimes they're screaming, but it's still it's such a sound of life, I suppose. It's not always joyous, but... It kind of is, though, in a way. There goes the truck. Okay. Oh, yeah. So we're coming in, we're at these run-down buildings. Surely you're not wondering where you're going, BK. It has to be straight. Of course, there is a hill to the right. He's probably wondering, should I go up there? Probably, but I don't know where you're staying. Oh, do I see any arrows? I don't see yellow arrows. I, I think the roots always end at a church. I think that's how it works. So, If you follow the arrows, I think you always end at a church. Someone told me that. I never fully tested it. Anytime I got to a town, I was just thinking, where am I staying tonight? If I wasn't, uh, unless I was moving on. Oh, it's so quiet here again, I guess. Could easily be siesta time now, though. When is siesta? Is it two to 
five or something? Three to six? I don't know. One to three, one to five? Ah, I should know these things. But I don't. It's going to come up in a quiz sometime, and I won't know it. Oh, well. Won't happen. I, I don't enter quizzes. I don't want to put myself through that humiliation. I did enter Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and Wants the Irish one I got. A phone call, you have, they have a randomised question, you have to guess how many people visited Dublin Zoo in the last year. And you, I don't know what I guess I'd say, I guess way too few though. Anyway, just, I think fastest finger I often time myself and think I'm not bad at that, but on the day would I be good? And then I just, I don't know. I'd be happy to get to 32,000, to put it that way. I'd be lucky to get there. Oh, here's the church. On the right. And then we're turning right here. Okay. So we've arrived. Well done, everybody. Thanks for walking along with me. And, uh, oh, we've only a minute to go. The maps are gonna kick in any second now. I'm gonna, I might as well go to the end of this lap, 5.6 kilometers. So, feels good. Got a good walk under my belt today. Da 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 And the map has come up. Da 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 I've looked at love from both sides now. So let's see how far he walked. As I said, I would have continued another 20 kilometers more than this, I think. And he did an elevation of 750 meters. Just waiting to see his overall duration. Thank you for walking along with me. And uh, see you tomorrow. Any second now we'll find out how far he walked. Or will we? Yeah, he's about to show it now. 22.3 kilometers. Okay, I walked another 23 on top of that. God bless. See you tomorrow. Buen Camino.